Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It is always up to speed with Formula One. Mark Daly here with a very, very special guest in studio tonight. It's not Mr. Mark Hamilton, but it is Mr. James Hinchcliffe. Canadian open reel, open wheel, pardon me, uh, racing superstar joining me uh, here for, uh, for the show this evening. James was in IndyCar from 2011 to 2021, securing six race wins, 18 podiums, and a legendary pole at the Indy 500 in uh, 2016, in which he achieved an average pole speed of a jaw-dropping 231 miles an hour. James, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm very well. Appreciate it. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, thanks. Uh, we've got a new season of uh, motor racing going on around the globe. It's a great uh, time of year, and uh, you have actually transitioned into a into a new role as a in your professional life. You've stepped out of the car. You've stepped into the booth as a, an analyst for NBC Sports covering the NTT IndyCar Series. How's that been going for you? I mean, so far so good. We, we only have uh, we've only have had the one race so far. Uh, I haven't sworn on air yet, so I think I think <laughs> I'm doing okay. That's kind of the, the gold standard they hold you to. But no, it was uh, it was an awesome opportunity from NBC to uh, to join the booth. It's always kind of something I've had an interest in, and I've always sort of thought about you know when I hung up the helmet, step into the booth, and uh, you know switch the the racing suit for a dress suit and, and see how it goes. And so far, so good. Oh, that's awesome. You know, the the, the one thing I love is uh, when you get somebody that's been there and is, uh, has gone through their career, and somebody that has like an insight, and, and more importantly, has a personality as well. So we're really looking forward uh, to seeing how you progress in this uh, new phase of uh, your career. But as uh, we we sit down here, as as I mentioned, I mean, it's a a brand new season, all forms of uh, motorsport, uh, you know, worldwide, and open wheel ra- uh, racing in North America, Indy, Formula One, Formula E, etc., is really enjoying a renaissance uh, from from coast to coast uh, here in uh, Canada and the United States. What do you think uh, we can attribute this uh, renewed interest in the sport in general? You know, I think it's tough to put a, a specific thing on, you know, one element that's really, uh, really made that jump. I think all three of the series you mentioned has sort of had different, um, you know, different elements that have really helped propel them lately. IndyCar, if you look at it, has really been on a, a, a slow but steady, you know, upward trajectory for the last 10 years, really. Uh, it's been kind of going in a, in a positive direction in terms of, you know, track attendance, uh, obviously viewership on television, uh, car counts, sponsorships, all those sort of, sorts of things have been just kind of slow but steady uh, progress and moving in the right direction, which is great. Uh, Formula E, I think, is really tapping into a, a global consciousness about the environment recently and and, uh, and a boom in EVs on the road and, and interest in that technology. And Formula One, which was honestly pretty stagnant in, in this continent, really, for a long time, has, you know, enjoyed a, a bit of a resurgence with, uh, with Drive to Survive and the Netflix show. So I think there's sure. been different elements contributing to each of those. But 
I'm a firm believer that, you know, rising tides lift all ships. And so if, uh, if IndyCar is doing better, that's good for FE. And if Formula One's doing better, that's good for IndyCar, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, as a race fan, more than anything, first and foremost, it's great to see all three of these series really, you know, enjoying growth. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, the, the key to growth is, uh, you know, keeping the sports uh, stable. And of course, uh, keeping the sports uh, stable is having uh, talented drivers of all ages, but especially uh, bringing new drivers uh, into the sport. And uh, we're, we're big supporters of uh, Mac Clark. He's another young uh, Canadian driver. Of course, we got uh, two Canadians in Formula One with Lance Stroll and uh, Nicholas uh, Latifi. But just going back to uh, young guys like uh, Mac, what do you think? Uh, um, we're, we're not a small country, Canada, but population relatively uh, we are. But what, what do you think a country like Canada can do to develop uh, young drivers like Mac or others that, um, that have the, the potential to reach these more elite levels of uh, motorsport? You know, I think that Canada does a phenomenal job in, in producing top level racing talent when you do consider our population in comparison to, you know, countries obviously like the United States or even the UK um, is obviously known for for pumping out a fair few number of racing drivers. And it all starts at the grassroots level. You know, I really do believe that the, the strong go-karting culture in the, in the country is huge. And that's something that now that I've hung up my helmet, I also want to get more involved in. Uh, is really starting at the at the bottom level and, and helping kind of develop young Canadian talent. I know Mac very well. I've been helping him out, kind of been mentoring him and, uh, and his family a little bit, trying to get them as far up the ladder as as we can. Not the first Canadian we've we've worked with, working with Devlin DeFrancesco in the IndyCar series as well. Mm-hmm. Just trying to help keep Canadians at the forefront of motorsports. You know, like I said, I, I think we do a really good job when you consider you know the the size of pool we have to draw from, but we can always do better. And and that's definitely a big focus of mine going forward is just helping people learn from the experiences that I've had. You know, getting to that level and then having a career at that level. Uh, I didn't have that person when I was coming up, so it's it's sort of my way of trying to give back a little bit, you know, my dad and I really just figured this out on our own. And uh, there are a lot of things I wish, you know, I could have asked somebody that had been through it. And, you know, I want to be that for these young drivers and, and their families trying to make it in racing. So, James, so what advice would you give to parents out there that are trying to get their kids into karting or any other, say, entry level uh, motorsport? Well, I mean, if they're trying to get their kids into karting, I would say buy a tennis racket or golf clubs. If the kid already likes go-karting and racing, that's a different story. Um, you know, it's obviously it's, it's an immensely challenging, you know, sport to tackle. Uh, the barriers are, are huge and the the amount of work you have to do off track just to put yourself in a position to be on track to show what you can do in terms of, you know, raising the financing and the sponsorship and all that. Uh, it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. So the, the best advice I can honestly give is, is don't give up. It, it really comes down to who outworks who mm-hmm. there are a lot of talented drivers out there, but the further up the ranks you go, I th- think what you find is talent isn't necessarily what makes drivers fall off the radar. It's their work ethic. If you're not willing to put in the work and, and slog it out at times when it doesn't seem right, or it doesn't seem fair because it isn't. That's just the nature of the sport, you know, and ultimately it's the drivers that keep at it, don't give up, uh, keep improving themselves, you know, as racers on track, but obviously putting in the work and and not giving up off track as well. Those are ultimately the ones that get those opportunities Mm -hmm. to get into the car and show what they can do. So that's that's the best piece of advice I can give to, uh, to any up and coming driver.
Yeah, you can never under uh, under or underestimate or underrate uh, work ethic. That's uh, definitely a key component in uh, any aspect of life. So, Hinch, uh, let's uh, talk now about uh, Formula E. So, Vancouver is uh, welcoming the Formula E World Championship to uh, to our city for the first time the, this summer. We're really excited about it. So, you you mentioned it uh, just uh, in the opening. There is that you can go out right now on the roads and you'll see tons of EVs uh, almost anywhere you see. So, when it comes to taking those cars off the roads and onto the racetrack. What is it that uh, excites you most about uh, Formula E racing? I mean, for me, what excites me the most is just the the growth in technology that you've seen over the course of the, the Formula E series. You know, when the series started, you had to have two cars because the batteries couldn't last a full race distance. A mm-hmm. pit stop was a driver coming in, hopping out of one car and hopping into the other. And I'll be the first to admit, I, I didn't love that element of it. I thought <laughs> it made it look a little kind of Mickey Mouse. But then the amount of interest that this series has drawn from teams, from tech companies, from auto manufacturers, uh, and then obviously from drivers as as a knock-on effect has been outstanding. And to see how those cars have developed in terms of, you know, the length of the battery life, the power of the batteries, the the look of the car in general, that development has just made it a full-fledged, awesome, exciting open-wheel racing series. And so to get a race back to Canada is great. We had one a few years ago out east, but... Uh, I think Vancouver is the perfect place for a Formula E race. It's it's a city that's very conscious about, you know, the the environment and eco-friendly and, and thinking about the future. And I think the fact that it's being turned into not just an auto race, but a whole event over the weekend with the business conference, with concerts, with an esports element, they, they really have created this this amazing, all-encompassing event. And And I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. I was going to ask you, because when it comes to Formula One, to IndyCar, to whatever racing series it is, they all have their own unique identity. They have their own, I guess, own special feel to them that uh, that really makes them different from from each other. But what do you think that it is that uh, that for, uh, makes Formula e so special? Is it uh, just some of those things that you just mentioned and alluded to, or is there there's something else that we haven't discussed yet? Well, no, I, I do think a lot of it is the technology side of it. You know, a lot of what made Formula One so popular way back when was it was cutting edge technology. It was where road car technology was really being developed and refined. A lot of tricks that were born on the racetrack have ended up in everyday road cars. And as the road car industry shifts towards a bigger EV section, that that need exists on the racetrack track to give these these manufacturers this really cool outlet for R&D and designing new parts and, and evolving this technology. So for me as a nerdy race fan, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's awesome. Yep. Uh, the fact that from a driving standpoint, it's a very different thing to drive than, than any other gas powered car, uh, the way the engine behaves and reacts, um, the way that you have to kind of conserve and, and manage your own regen and you know the regeneration of the battery as you drive that's a that's a concept that doesn't exist in indycar nascar uh, sports car racing so it's uh it, it, it's very unique in a lot of ways and very challenging in a lot of ways and you look at the level of team and manufacturer and driver that have been attracted to this series it just shows that you know it's it's the real deal yeah, absolutely. And the, the thing is, I mean, with Formula E, it's, it's, they finally put down some roots, they're established now, but they're still the new kid on the block. What do you think that, uh, that they could learn from other racing series, but also flip it around? What could, uh, say, another um, racing series like Formula One or IndyCar or whoever, what do you think that uh, Formula E's done right that they could maybe pass on and model to other racing series? Well, I mean, I think all motorsports is really fueled by is it's really fueled by manufacturers. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's sort of the first key component. 
And if you look at the number of manufacturers that are involved in Formula E, they're doing something right. You know, we have two in IndyCar. I think there's four, you know, engine manufacturers in Formula One. Uh, but, you know, there's there's more than that in, in FE and there's been a lot of interest from across the board. So uh, I think that's certainly something that other series can learn from uh, thinking of ways to attract and engage, you know, manufacturer interest. Uh, and, you know, again, I, like I sort of touched on before, it's it's more than just a motor race. Right. You have to make these these races events. And uh, I think think that the race in Vancouver is going to be really a new standard. I think it's going to set a standard even in terms of Formula E events for uh, for what other motorsports series can look at doing for their race weekends, because it is about so much more than just a motor race. There are so many things that are fighting for people's attention and, and people's, you know, disposable income dollars these days. You, you've got to give them the best value for money, the best bang for their buck. And incorporating all these different elements, you know, like we're doing here in Vancouver over Canada Day weekend is, I think, the best way to do it. Yeah, that's great. And you've actually stolen the, the words right out of my mouth because you've already started uh, leading, in, uh, leading in that uh, direction. So we, we've really sort of painted a, a bit of a backdrop of where Formula E is and some of these uh, different things. But uh, people are saying, guys, come on, get to the the, the, the weekend itself. So what uh, what can motorsports fans expect to see in uh, in, in July, like uh, just for, for, for the whole event? I mean, it sounds like it's going to be fantastic. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Well, yeah, I mean, when it it comes to the action on track, there's kind of two main things that we're doing here in Vancouver. And uh, first and foremost, we've touched on something that was very successful in in the IndyCar series, the Long Beach race for a long time, which was a celebrity race. So we have an electric car. It's a little three-wheeled. It's called a solo car, uh, single-seater. And we're having uh, 12 celebrities come out, and they're going to – put on a little bit of entertainment for everybody on Friday on the track. That should be fun. And so that's, I mean, that, that was always <laughs> a highlight of the, of the Long Beach race. So I know that's going to be very popular. There's going to be a lot of names that, uh, that Canadians know, certainly. And it's going to be, you know, a real fun thing to be a part of. I get the the privilege of coaching these guys and girls uh, in the lead up to the event. So I'm, I'm hoping all my students do well on race day. <laughs> um, and then, and then Saturday, obviously leading into, uh, into the, the, the Formula E race and, what's so cool about those events is they are single day events. So the drivers Mm -hmm. will practice qualify and race all in one day. So you kind of get, uh, you kind of get the whole experience system one day at the track. 
it's obviously a new track for all these drivers. So motorsports fans, it's always fun to see teams and drivers show up to a new place. Everybody thinks they're going to figure it out first. Everyone thinks they're going to be the, you know, the driver that finds that little trick for that extra 10th here or there. Uh, so you're going to see drivers probably making mistakes in that first practice. There's going to be a lot of action, I know. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the races sort of speak for themselves. If you've been uh, a fan of the of the series for whether it's been multiple years or even just since the start of this year, there's been some truly exciting races and interesting to see sort of the ebb and flow between different teams kind of dominating one event versus another and, and sort of how that goes. It's not certainly not one of these series where one or two drivers are winning all the races. So it's it's going to be exciting from start to finish. Well, I'm really excited because I think that uh, since uh, Vancouver lost the, uh, the the Molson Indy a number of years ago, it's it's really left a gap in the the, the sporting landscape. And I mean, since 2010, since the, 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 the Winter Olympics, Vancouver has very much grown up and has become a, a big event city. I mean, the Rugby Sevens has become like a real like annual event and it's very well supported. Uh, we're, we're talking just there's this news this morning that Vancouver's uh, looking into put in a bid to become a host uh, city for the uh, 2026 World Cup. And I mean, I think that Formula E is it just fits perfectly into that uh, broader picture of the the, the sporting in, environment here. And it's wonderful. So looking ahead, uh, just uh, generally speaking now, not just about the, the Vancouver uh, uh, event, but uh, Formula E in, in general, where do you see the series going over the course of maybe the next five or 10 years in the in the in the medium term? Well, I mean, first, I just want to echo your thought that, you know, uh, motorsports has been craved, I think, in Vancouver since since we lost the Indy. And I know that was a massively popular event for everybody in the series and mm-hmm. for everybody in the city. So it, it's so exciting to be able to bring, you know, motorsports back to downtown Vancouver. And, you know, it's 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 an interesting question, you know, that you pose about the, the future of this series, because you look at the growth and development over the first, you know, six, seven years, uh, it's exponential. So it's it's crazy to think where this really could go from a technological standpoint, um, not just from a physical standpoint in terms of, you know, what markets do I think they can find races in? Uh, there is no place on earth that is untouched by, you know, the the need to be a little more energy conscious and, uh, and eco, eco-friendly. And so I think that there is an appetite for this series everywhere. But, you know, the 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 plan is and the hope is that we can, you know, firmly make uh, the Vancouver Epre one of the most exciting on the schedule and, and one that's around for the next five or 10 years. And then even just uh, moving forward, I mean, obviously, uh, we've got Formula e here in Vancouver, but what about uh, across the country? What do you think, um, you know, where else could we see p- potential races or, or where would you like to see uh, other um, Formula e events across the country? I mean, we've got a big country, lots of beautiful places to, to, to host uh, motorsports, uh, but uh, I'll put it to you. I mean, you know, I'd obviously love to see uh, to see one back in Montreal. It'd be great to have one in Toronto. Uh, ultimately, any anywhere there's a big city, I think there's a big appetite for something like this. Mm-hmm. This this sport has been very smart about bringing the races to the people. You know, it's mainly done on street tracks, right in the the hearts of cities, and uh, that you know that's a really important element of of making a successful race weekend. I believe, and I think we have a, a couple different host cities in Canada that could do it. Oh, that's awesome. Let's uh, shift now to a, a bit maybe of a, a lateral d- discussion. But uh, as we were just talking at the at the top here, obviously, the racing series are starting uh, again uh, across, uh, you know, across the board. Any predictions, not only just for Formula E, but Formula One and IndyCar? I mean, uh, you're, you're the expert. So, uh, you know, I got to put it to you and see, <laughs> put you on the hot seat, uh, uh, James. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word yet. Um, it's, it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when you think of Formula E, 
I have been super impressed with Nick DeVries over the last few seasons. Um, we had the chance to watch him test an Indy car also recently. And there, there was a lot of drivers actually this off season with, um, whether it's Formula E, Formula One, sports car experience that got into uh, to different Indy cars. And, and Nick was far and away the most impressive of that, of that group of drivers. And so I was definitely keeping an extra eye on him this year. I mean, you know, he's obviously done well in the past mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then comes in and wins the first round. So uh, tough to bet against him. Uh, I hate to sort of carry on the train, the, the tradition of, of betting on former champions, but Alex Pillow in IndyCar, I think, has done uh, an, an immense job over the winter. He did a great start to the season in St. Pete, very competitive when it counted, dug themselves out of a bit of a hole at the start of the weekend uh, to bring off you know, a very strong uh, podium finish there. And when you look at what he did last year, he seems unflappable. So as long as the car is still capable and, and Chip Ganassi Racing is certainly known for providing capable equipment, I think he's going to be very tough to beat. Uh, and in Formula One, man, who knows? That one is uh, <laughs> it's such wide an open. exciting year, right? Yeah. For the yeah, for the first time in almost a decade, who knows? Yeah, any any one of the last few years, you probably could have picked one of two people that were going to win the championship. Uh, but now it, it truly is up in the air. I think uh, I've been watching testing pretty closely, like most motorsports fans have, and we can all only hope that Mercedes is actually struggling as much as they're saying. And it's not just the lip service they always give in March, Yep. but, uh, but we'll see. I think, I think either way, you know, we've been treated the last year to one of the best seasons that I can certainly remember. Mm -hmm. And, and I think this year will be, you know, just as exciting in a different way in the sense, I think there's gonna be a lot more drivers capable of regularly fighting for wins and it'll, it won't just be a great battle between two drivers. I think it's going to be a great battle between, you know, three or four, hopefully. It must be so difficult for these uh, drivers because I mean, in Formula One, for example, you, you know, they've basically been evolving the same basic design of the car over almost basically a decade. And now they've torn that up and they've come out with something completely new. I mean, for, for a driver and I mean, for the engineers and everybody else back in the pits and back in the factories, it's a uh, completely different, but for, just for somebody that's in the car, how do you how, how do you work through something like that? It must be very very challenging for a driver. It's challenging, but it's so exciting. Drivers love getting new cars, unless you had a super dominant car with the last rule book, you know. So maybe <laughs> Lewis and Max wish yeah. not much had changed, but the other eighteen drivers are thrilled, yeah. you know, that they've uh, they've got a new toy to play with and. For sure, it's going to be frustrating. There's going to be a lot of, of um, frustrating days at the racetrack for the drivers and the engineers as they try to, you know, figure these things out because this was a, a very significant rules change for them. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think from the driver, I always loved getting a new car or you know new components to go test. It's such a fun part, you know, developing a car and steering the direction of a of a setup uh, development is is always I think a fun challenge. So most of the drivers are. Yeah, out of their comfort zones a little bit, but you know that's ultimately what separates the the good from the great. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, totally. And James, before we wrap it up, I have to ask you this. I, I want to get some insight on this. There's been a lot of rumors uh, going around uh, recently that the Andrettis are going to come into Formula One in one way or another, either by maybe buying a team or starting up their own team. The the, the one word that immediately comes to my mind when I hear the name Andretti is winners. I mean, these guys they they know how to win, be it in the car or as uh, you know, as team owners, just in general, if they make it into Formula One, however they do it, what would they add to the sport? You know, it's funny. When I first signed with Michael's team in, in 2012, I obviously knew a lot about the Andrettis and the name and the people involved. 
but I was floored even then at how relevant and how known that name was to people that knew nothing about racing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think there's an individual name that sort of transcends the sport currently more than the Andretti name. And to have that now in Formula One, I think would be would be amazing. As we talked about, the resurgence in the U.S. of, of Formula One through the Drive to Survive series has made the U.S. a very important market for the series. It always really has been because for auto manufacturers, this is one of, if not the most important market for a lot of them. Uh, they've been fighting for more than one race. They now have a second race. Obviously, they do have uh, an American-based team with uh, with Haas, but no disrespect to Gene, incredible businessman, a very successful team owner, but his name's not Andretti. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't have the racing lineage, obviously, that they do. So I think the addition of that name to the series would be a huge asset. You know, Michael is a, a very ambitious team owner. He's expanded his empire to include, you know, from IndyCar, Indy Lights, Extreme E, Formula E. He's V8 Supercars in Australia. He's got Amazing. a touring car series down in Mexico. I mean, he's, there's not many motorsports he's not in. <laughs> so it only seems fitting that uh, that they try to make the jump into uh, into Formula One. Yeah, and totally. And I, I was just uh, thinking as you're just uh, mentioning uh, like all the different series that uh, that uh, that they're involved in. You go back to the '90s when you had, and you look at all the, the the legendary guys that were racing in IndyCar in the '90s, and two of them were Michael and Mario Andretti, father and son racing, uh, you know, competing against each other at the same time and what an amazing time for the sport that was absolutely absolutely yeah. and i and i think it had such an effect on you know the the global sort of psyche because yep. that name still is uh is very relevant and very prevalent in uh in not just motorsport circles but you know pop culture around the world absolutely well james thank you so very much uh, for taking some time to to join us uh, this evening before you let we pardon me before we let you go just let everybody at home know where they can follow you online or on social media to keep up uh, with everything you got going yeah appreciate it uh i mean for me it's nice and simple everything's at hinchtown uh, regardless Perfect. of the platform we kept it nice and simple so if yeah you want to keep track of uh of any of the updates that we're going to be putting out about the uh you know, the Vancouver E-Pre and the Canadian E-Fest coming up on, on Canada Day weekend. We'll be doing a lot of that stuff there. If you're following IndyCar on, on NBC, you can uh, follow me on there as well. So at Hinchtown's where to find all that stuff. That's awesome. Again, thank you for your time. We look forward to, to seeing you, following you on TV uh, all this year through the IndyCar season. Look forward to, to seeing you back here in Vancouver in July. And that's uh, it uh, for, for us as well tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at ScuderiaF1. And that's a wrap. We'll take uh, a couple of days off. We'll be back on Thursday night with the regular show. And until then, take care, keep in touch, and we'll talk to you guys again very, very soon. Bye for now. <laughs>